SOR Podcast. Of course, here we are celebrating, exploring Class B RVs, overlanding, and van life culture. That's right. And as I said earlier here, my guest today is Gardner Snyder of Camping Coastie. What's up? And, and, uh, there's Mike. <laughs> Happen. Um, yeah. I'm expecting a FedEx. So, oh, FedEx dude! He's, that FedEx dude is in for trouble. Um, so, if you've been looking at my channel, you would have seen uh, Gardner Camping Coastal. You would have seen Deb and Spike on there already. Uh, they've been, we've been friends with them since we got into this van life. We, of course, own a Coachman. Shout out to Coachman Class B RV. It is a Beyond, and you guys are also an owner of a Beyond as well, as well as other things for camping fun. <laughs> Yeah, we have the uh, a Coach and Beyond. It's a 2020 model on a 2019 mm. chassis with the Li3 batteries, and it's great. It's um, mm. for traveling. I don't think you, you can't beat a, a Class B, and yeah. the Coachman is great. Absolutely. So from Jay Diamond, uh, Jay Diamond says hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Sp- uh, yeah. Sorry about Spike. Let's <laughs> go, cool. Spike. He was just I now. Knew. He was all quiet. Gardner already knew this was going to happen. Um, and then the minute that guy showed up, he just went into a full attack mode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's Fed beautiful, it. perfect, beautiful timing. thing. Beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, so Jay Diamond says hello, gentlemen. Uh, love and learn the love and learn tour. Says, what's the topic today? So we could talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Of course, I think uh, you know Camping Coasty has a lot of experience uh, traveling here. I'm going to give him a chance first of all to just tell you guys who he is. He does have a YouTube channel. I would encourage everyone to go look at his YouTube channel. I I look at it all the time. They've got good stuff that goes up on there. You can also follow them on social media. So Gardner, just tell the folks uh, who you are, how you came into doing this whole Class B RV thing. Yeah, we we basically started traveling. Well, we used to cruise a lot. We got out of cruising. We thought we'd travel and see America. And we did it by car, our first big road trip. And it was horrible having to find a hotel every night that we could take Spike to and all that. So we bought a a tow behind camper and we had that just for a little while. And then we realized that a motorhome would have been a better choice. So we bought a a, a road track, a a 2016 uh, adventure uh, on the Mercedes chassis. We had that for about two years and we Thought the urge to get a little bit bigger, so I bought a, a Pleasure Way Class C, a, like a little wide body. Had that for about two years, and, and just really, really happy with it. And we ended up buying the uh, Coach and Beyond, and it's just been great. We've got about fifty-two thousand miles on it now, and it's taken us to every state in the country except for about seven states. We we really like it, but we also have a, uh, a toy hauler that we pull when we go camping because. I consider camping and traveling two different things. So okay. when we go camping, we take, we take our, our toy hauler trailer to like Key West and I'll stay at the Navy base there or uh, Texas, stay at the, the uh, Army base there. And then we can travel around in our pickup truck. But when we travel the country, you can't be a class B. We can pull into any parking lot and uh, just find a parking, parking spot uh cracker barrels and that's what i was going to talk about is finding places to park because in a class b it's pretty easy and it's pretty cheap too so yeah. but that's I think, about it 
I think that is a good subject, right? Like exactly when you're traveling out there, and of course for all the folks who get into Class B RVs, get into van life, the whole point of it is that you're traveling with your hotel room, but at the same time, mm -hmm. unlike a, a, a Class C, a Class A, you know, you have this smaller package that can kind of fit in anywhere. So the allure of it is you don't always have to stay in a campground, right? Right, right. Yeah. Because you you can go, you, you can almost go to like a drive-through at some places at restaurants, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. you have to watch your overhead, but you can go places that you could never dream of taking a Class C or a, a Class A or a, a tow-behind trailer. Mm -hmm. And basically it's just um, if, if a full-size pickup truck will fit in it, you can park um, your, your typical Class B there. Yeah, especially absolutely. The yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, as uh, the Love and Learn Tour said, what's the topic today? Whatever you guys want to talk about. Right now, we're going to talk about finding places to park, places to stay. Shout out to Daniel S. that's out there, as well as Ricky Bro, Dan Archer. They all say hi to us. Um, okay, so what do you think for someone who's new to this, or even someone who's been doing it, how would you recommend to to go about finding these places? Should you plan it out in advance? Do you plan on, on the go? How does it work for you? Yeah, we're, we're kind of unusual in, in the way we travel, is that we'll pick one destination that we're gonna go to, like say, um, the Grand Canyon or um, some, some a particular place that we're going to visit and I'll make a reservation for there and so we'll say okay we've got three weeks to get there and then we basically just go on a day-to-day -day, um, path of finding places to spend the night and then we'll say okay we've got like four more days to get there so I might have to speed it up a little bit but but typically finding reservations for one place and then just filling in on the way back there and the way back home works really good for us because yeah. we we can find a place pretty much anywhere to park yeah. and uh, so that, that's how we do it and uh, I use RV Parky it's an app on my phone mm -hmm. and that's a great way to finding uh, campgrounds or free parking spots mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I do use well I use a military app too because I do military bases but for the most, RV parking has been really great for us. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I think, so that is a good place right there. So apps, you said RV mm -hmm. Parky. Um, there's um, there's iExit <laughs> that, Lo, that Lola and I like to use a lot. Uh, uh, rest Stops, Harvest Host, what was the one you were saying? Yeah, Campendium. Campendium, mm -hmm. yeah, those yeah. are all good um, apps for people to look up. Uh, Harvest Host does have a fee right yeah mm -hmm. and um you know t i found that you typically have to call ahead or sometimes you can email what's your experience with uh harvest host i've had um we don't use harvest host a lot we probably use it maybe six percent of our travels mm -hmm. but um typically uh we will find it on the, their website and uh sometimes they have one day notice like you can you know, request that same day or two days, but um, typically we've we've had pretty good luck getting places with Harvest House. the The thing is that they want you to spend some money with uh, the place you're staying at. Mm -hmm. If you were to stay at a campground, you're going to spend oh my gosh, even a cheap campground these days is going to cost you probably at least twenty dollars. I mean, not a not a federal campground, but just a private mm -hmm. campground. You're going to spend twenty, forty, fifty, 
sixty dollars at night. So if you spend twenty dollars at a Harvest House, uh, you've got a place to park. But you also end up maybe getting a a meal or a bottle of wine or some cheese or you know whatever they sell at the mm-hmm. Harvest House. So it's kind of I think it's a better deal than a campground. The, yeah. the only problem is the um, facilities. They they might not have uh, electrical hookups, mm-hmm. or they might have a dump station or water. But traveling in a Class B, you really don't need to dump or get water all the time because you travel with your own water and tanks. Uh, yeah. Having electricity, that could be a little different, but uh, it's always it's never been a problem for us with our uh, lithium batteries. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Ricky Labit that's in there, and Ricky Bro said Loverlander. Is that an app? I'm not familiar with that one. If if yeah. that is, hey, if, yeah, if that is an app. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, with, with the, the whole thing, I think, with Harvest Host is that typically the, the facilities that you're going to, like you said, they're, they're going to be very different, right? And mm-hmm. you, don't need, you don't necessarily need to use facilities. I have come across a few of them that do have that. Like, the, they'll say, oh, if you want to dump, you could dump here or if you want to get water or something like that but typically it's places you could go to you could have something to eat you can maybe get entertainment there's a place in um there's a place in arizona this which i cannot remember right now but it's in a 50s style diner and then right next door to it is a theater and um yeah and that place is really nice i've been there you, you you know you can get good food there if you plan ahead you can actually see a show and they have places to dump and all that kind of stuff but everyone's not like that so uh, it really <laughs> depends really depends I've not stayed that much in a campground I typically find that Lola and I will stay in a campground if for example we can't really go that far maybe we're testing out a van and we don't want to put a lot of miles on it so we'll find a campground and, and just go there and stay there and, and have the whole experience. But I, I'm with you guys. If I'm getting out in my van, I might have a place that I need to get to. But I love the adventure of figuring out, oh, you know, we decided to go down this road. Where do we where do we go now? So um, other than Harvest Host, are there some places that you go to when, um, you know, like last minute stuff? You know, what's the options, do you think, for last minute if you really didn't plan? What places can you usually sneak into and get to park overnight? Speaking of sneaking into, um, (laughs) years ago, this is a story that not many people know about, but soon a lot of people will know about this story. But it's pretty funny because when um, Magnolia Table Restaurant opened up in Waco, Texas, we were wanting to go there just because it was new and all that, the, the you know, the Chip and Joanne games. So uh, we scouted out the restaurant. We got there about 10 o'clock at night, and I was just looking where I could park in the morning. I thought, well, there's nobody here. We'll just park in their parking lot. Mm-hmm. So we pulled into their parking lot, and about 6 o'clock in the morning, I heard some noise out there, and I saw there was a, a, a guard out there. So... I, I got dressed, I went outside, and I said, hey, how you doing? He goes, oh, pretty good. I said, yeah, we got here a little bit early for the uh, for the breakfast in the morning. He goes, yeah, you must have got here early because you were here when I got here. He said, I got here about 6 o'clock. I said, yeah, we got here a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. So we spent the night. <laughs> yeah. It, it That's the beauty. Funny. That's but, the beautiful uh, thing, man. With a, with a Class B RV, if, you, you know, if there's some event that you want to be first in line for. <laughs> 
You could yeah. uh, you, you can always show up overnight. I try to do that with um, there's you know I'm into watches and uh, the Swatch Group put out these watch they put out these uh, really cool watches, and you have to go to an actual sh uh, store in order to get them. And I try to convince Lola that we should go to this store overnight <laughs> and camp out there, and she said no way. <laughs> You know, so we go there, we go there at the regular business hours and we stand on the line for hours and the only people, and then they sold out by the time we got, by the time we got up there. And the people who actually were able to get these watches were there at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I was so mad. I was like, I could have, I could have, uh, you could have been there. Yeah, I could have been here. I have all the facilities. <laughs> Man. Yeah. To be there, and so. and that, that's the beauty of it. You know, I mean, you can, you can get there like that. We've, um. We, we go to art shows a lot mm -hmm. and um, so if you get there early you can get a good parking spot mm -hmm. um, just and we usually will call like there's a place up in um, uh, um, it's in Kentucky I'm trying to think of the name of the place uh, Sandy Hook Kentucky okay. and they have a big art show there and you can see like behind me there's a lot of uh, Deb likes to collect folk art and stuff like mm -hmm. that so mm -hmm. we'll go up there to this uh, place and we call them up and say, can we uh, spend the night in your parking lot the night before the show? And mm -hmm. most of the time they say yes. Yeah. So um, my, my thoughts are is always be polite, always ask for permission, mm -hmm. uh, and always thank them. Uh, like uh, we go to Cracker Barrels a lot. I mean, that's a typical mm -hmm. thing, Cracker Barrels. Mm -hmm. And I always make it a point to talk to the manager and just tell him thank you for letting us spend the night. So he knows that we spent the night, but we also – you know, eight there, yes. and uh, yeah. so that's a that's a big important thing. So, yeah, yeah I'm getting a delivery right now. Yay! <laughs> so I'm getting I'm getting a new Echo Flow. So we'll be excited. Oh, about sweet. That. Okay, yeah, we can talk about that for sure. That and that's what I was getting to with the question. There are places I think uh, Harvest, uh, not Har we talked about Harvest Host, but uh, hey, Cracker Barrel. Hold just one place. second. Absolutely. Just one second. Yeah. So Cracker Barrels always a good place. You should check though. I. I think there's probably some Cracker Barrels out there that don't want you to stay there, but most of them do. But you can always check online or even call them up and find out if they do. Same thing with Walmart's uh, Camping Coasty and myself. We have a video where we talked about Walmart and the etiquette of staying in a Walmart um, overnight. And not every Walmart allows you to do that. When he gets back, we'll actually get into that. Meanwhile, let me shout out people. Uh, while we're doing it, shout out to Diane Jimenez out there, who's uh, been a fan of what we do for a long time. We've actually met her and her husband out there in the real world. And also Lola is out there as well. So, and I see Dan Archer has a question, which we'll get to here in a second. So everything good with your EcoFlow? Yep, it's delivered. I had a sign for it. Oh, um, okay. Uh, yeah. No, but that's yeah, cool. So we got there. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about uh, Walmart, and um, let's see. So you've you've stayed? Have you stayed at Walmart's a lot? Do you do that? Yeah, we typically stay at Walmart's west of the Mississippi. Okay. Uh, they're they're usually pretty RV friendly. We've mm -hmm. stayed at a lot of Walmart's east of the Mississippi, but we prefer Cracker Barrel east of the Mississippi, mm -hmm. and then Walmart's west. So. Okay, what's the reason for that? Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, kind of the main reason the Cracker Barrel is it's usually very quiet at night mm -hmm. uh, because there's no customers there. So after ten o'clock at night, usually the Cracker Barrel parking lot is just peaceful. 
mm-hmm. plus they have a good food and I like to eat. So yeah, and then um, and then out west the 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 WalMarts out west they're um, usually a lot of them are very RV friendly, but you still need to call them up and check because there could be like local uh, ordinances that you can't spend the night in a parking lot or different places, but. Typically, the WalMarts out west, um, there's a lot of people that stay at them. So when you stay there, like, you know, you might find 10 or 20 different RVs in the parking lot that night, which the more RVs, kind of the, the safer you kind of feel like, safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're just a single RV out there by yourself, there's one RV, you know, but if there's 20 of them, it just, it's just more comfortable for, for us. Yeah, and, uh, we... If we run out of time, we may carry this over into uh, into the next part. But what I did want to show people was this article that uh, Lola actually sent an article. Let me see if I can if I can actually switch to it here. Switch to my phone. Boom! There you go. Walmart has a new trick to stop RVers from overnighting. So not every Walmart actually, let me see if we can go this way and this will be better for you, easier for you guys. Uh, for decades, Walmart has allowed overnight RV parking. The company has been a staple among RVers because of this privilege. Weary travelers could easily pull off the interstate, park in the back of the lot and catch a few hours of sleep before starting out the following day. But recently, Walmart has started cracking down on overnight parking, eliminating it in some locations. In West Memphis, Arkansas, one Walmart, Walmart even installed clearance bars at entrances. Is this the end of free Walmart overnight parking? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, what do you think? What do you think about that, Gardner? Uh, yeah, uh, sadly, there's a lot of people that abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have something like a Walmart lets you spend the night there, and you know, if you go in and you do some shopping with them and you buy some product, it's good for Walmart. But sadly, some people they're disrespectful to the property, and they'll yeah. leave trash and um, just. I've seen some really bad things people have done in the parking lots. You know, uh, like. Yeah. Dumping a black tank in a parking lot's a horrible thing, and I've I've seen that one time. Oh wow! But um, yeah. So stuff like that, it it, it ruins it for just us normal people that like to just park overnight there. Yeah. Uh, some people they set up home in a parking lot. I mean, you know, like we'll we'll go out to um, we've been like in uh, Mesa Verde, and there's a Walmart there that we'll spend the night at, and. We spend the night, we drive around, we go off different places, and five days later we come back to pass into that area, and we'll stop at the Walmart again, and there'll be people that have been there, you know, for a week or two weeks or longer. You can tell yeah. because they've set up, they set up camp there. You know, they got chairs out and they're they're living there. Yeah. So that that's what hurts us. Yeah, that's but, the um, dangerous. That's the dangerous thing, and I and I read articles that um you know there's been fights at some of these walmarts and there've even been people hurt so it then it becomes a liability for the overall company itself and if that continues i'm sure walmart will just have like you know a complete policy in all the walmarts they don't want people there so really want to be careful about it um yeah. did you want to say something we got like 30 seconds before this goes to the break oh yeah um there's just some really cool places that we spent the night uh Check out like uh, uh, RV parking for city campgrounds. A lot of city campgrounds have little city campgrounds, mm-hmm. and uh, we can talk about that some more if you like later. But um, that's Pioche and Pioche, uh, Nevada was a really cool city campground we spent the night at. 
and uh, it was by donation. So if you want to leave them five dollars or ten dollars or whatever, but it was a pretty neat little campground. We'll be right back here. We're taking a quick break. So as you guys might have already heard, Lola and myself are brand ambassadors for Sunshine State RV. And as Vanasaurs, I want to take this moment to encourage anyone who is in the market for a Class B van to start their journey with SSRV. Sunshine State RVs specializes in selling Class B vans and B plus RVs. That is the reason why they are the number one dealer in all of the state of Florida. Number three in the whole United States. SSRV will fly you right to their location in Gainesville, Florida. They'll give you a very detailed and thorough walkthrough of your van, and they'll give you a two-night stay at a local campground so you can get used to your van. If you don't like that, you can actually have hands-free delivery anywhere in the United States of your RV. We bought our Coachman Beyond from Sunshine State RV two years ago. And over the past two years, we've seen how they treat customers when it comes to warranty side. Their service team is great. Whether you bought it from them or not, every person that comes in there gets the same service and care when it comes to warranty repairs. The same service, attention, and care. And their team does a great job getting you back on the road safely. So if you guys are in the market for a B or B plus van, consider Sunshine State RV. We've got a link in the description that you guys can use to see their current inventory and have someone get in touch with you. All right, we are back here. And uh, let me get to this question from Dan Archer that he asked a little bit earlier. He says, okay, here's a silly question. Do you find it easy to get places to work on your rig for like brake work or and oil changes? What about working on the engine? What do you think about that, Gardner? Well, we, we just got home from a 4,600-mile trip. We drove up to uh, North Dakota. And um, I did notice my brakes were starting to get a little noisy uh, and all the time I thought that my service department had been checking my brake pads, but I guess they hadn't. So uh, I heard a little bit of a dragging sound on my right rear, and it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere where we were. There was not a lot of dealers, and um, it was kind of hard to find a place that could actually work on it. I mean, there weren't even brake shops where we were at. I mean, just like there was just a few Ford dealers, and uh, we made an appointment two days later. 600 miles away wow. <laughs> in Omaha, Nebraska, from South mm -hmm. Dakota. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we were driving down the road, I said to my wife, I said, hey, look, there's a Ford dealer right there. 3.30 in the afternoon, and uh, we pulled into a Ford dealer in um, Redfield, uh, South Dakota. South Dakota, Redfield, Nebraska, no, no, Redfield, whatever. And uh, at 3.30 in the afternoon, I said, hey, my brakes are acting, making noise. Can you look at it? And the guy says, you're on the road. He said, you, you don't need bad brakes. So he says, sure, we'll look at it. And in an hour and a half, they replaced my rear brake pads, which oh, was cool. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, typically, we haven't had any trouble finding places for oil changes and stuff like that on the road because it's a Ford Transit, and uh, it's basically – just a Ford. I mean, it, um, when we had our, our uh, Sprinter, uh, that was more difficult because to get a Sprinter worked on, it had to be a Sprinter certified uh, repair shop. And that's a lot more uh, unusual than the Ford. So typically when we're driving, we really haven't had many uh, problems. First of all, we haven't had any problems with the transit, except for needing a brake job. And that's just maintenance. But um, it's, it's, it's been pretty easy, really. Uh, I've had oil changes in uh, probably five or six different states now yeah. uh, where we 
be on the road and say, hey, it's time for an oil change. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've had an oil change. I think, uh, uh, I think the last weird, not weird place, but on the road place, I, I was in California, I had an oil change uh, just because, mm. you know, the, it, the thing came up. I, I think in, in terms of this question that, uh, let me go back here, that was from Dan Archer. I think in terms of this question, there are emergencies that come up. And I know, for example, Lola and I have a video where something was wrong with the car and we weren't sure if it was a tire or not just because like the steering wheel was shaking. Turned out it was a tire, right? And that tire wind up wound up actually blowing up. And I stopped at a gas station and looked at it, but I couldn't figure it out. In hindsight, the best way for me to have dealt with that, I think is what Gardner is saying, right? If you can identify that it's a tire, go to a tire shop, right? We we stopped at a uh, at a Ford dealership, and they didn't know what it was either. It was a real busy busy place. They didn't take a look at it. I have found that as I've been traveling, it it has been relatively easy to make appointments with the dealerships. If you call up in advance and things like that, you can look on your phone and figure out the next one coming up, or say, hey, maybe tomorrow I'll I'll stop at this place and go into this dealership. But, but not always. In that situation, we should have probably gone to a tire specialty place and just had them um, look at the tires and they would have been able to figure that out or call AAA or something. Um, I, I Can you actually pull into a gas station and start working on something? I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can actually do that. There might be some places, but how does that work? Yeah. Probably? In the old days of like a service station, you know, there, there's a service station, there's a gas station. In the old days, uh, there used to be service stations. You'd see like they have two big garage doors, mm-hmm. and those guys, they usually were good at replacing tires and windshield wipers and mm-hmm. uh, oil changes and stuff like that. Uh, those places are kind of disappearing. There, there's more gas stations and convenience stores. But um, if you do find a, uh, a gas station, if it's a real, I mean, a service station, a real service station, uh, they can help you out with some some problems, and you'll find those more out out uh, out west, out in the country. It seems like where smaller towns where yeah. they they have uh, service stations. Yeah, or um, if if you find a big, like a really big uh, gas station, that's let's say they're dealing with a bunch of uh, of uh, like tractor trailers or something like that. Um, you know, you, you might be able to do that. You, you really ha- So first of all, I would say be as careful as possible. Make sure you're not getting hurt wherever you're stopping to work on something. And then think about whether or not you can do it in that place. If you're really in trouble, you might want to put whatever you're up to on hold until you can figure out how to get to a professional to do it. Um, you know, some, sometimes yeah. you have to play it by ear. I know a lot of guys that fix their own stuff. So if you're going to mm-hmm. fix your own things, you want to be on solid ground. You don't really want yeah. to be on dirt. <laughs> no. Um, and also, um, changing a tire. I mean, it sounds simple. I mean, I've changed tires like, um, I don't know how many times on cars and trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on an RV, it's different because you're lifting something that's, you know, eight, ten thousand 10,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, you really need to have a proper jack and proper, like like you know, Hank was saying, proper footing, mm-hmm. uh, solid surface. And to me, uh, changing a, a tire on an RV, um, and I also did law enforcement. I mean, people that know me, I was in law enforcement. And first of all, on the side of the road, uh, cars whizzing by at 60, 70, 80 miles an hour. You don't want to be out there laying on your back trying to put a jack under something. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's if you have a flat 
if you have road service, let let them take care of it. Yeah. Um, it's and uh, if if you, I've always told people like if you have a a flat and you're on the road and you can see like on the interstate and there's a, a half a mile ahead uh, as a, a pull off uh, drive on. I would rather destroy a rim than mm-hmm. try to change a tire on the side of the interstate. I mean, I would I would I would give up a five hundred dollar rim mm-hmm. than do, than do that myself. Yeah. So. Um, Sometimes it's best just let it professionals take care of stuff. Yeah, I mean, especially at night. Especially, I mean, th- bad things can happen in broad daylight. I've seen it, but at nighttime in the rain, um, yeah, just you know, you can you can replace that thing. You can't replace yourself uh, or yeah. a loved one if they get hurt. So uh, definitely, yeah. definitely be careful with that. And uh, along those lines, I just wanted to say we did just post a video here on the channel about the jacking points under the beyond i did that with nick recchio of coachman class b we were at the factory and um because when we had that blowout people had questions about how do you put a full-size jack on there where the jacking points so there's a video up on that on the channel if you guys want to see it um you have to carry a full-size jack with you in order to do that and you might want to carry some other things if you're going to do it as well you might want to carry some boards you know, uh, the, the, the right kind of thing to get those lugs off. There's a whole bunch of things involved in that. So if not, AAA, really good thing. Lola and I have AAA. And if you want them to work on an RV, you better have the RV AAA. Because when they see that it's a... Even though these are vans, they're still RVs. So you better have RV AAA. Otherwise, they won't, uh, they won't service you. So just a tip. I, I, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot better to let somebody else take that risk too by yeah. having somebody change your tire, especially a tire. Yeah, so. the RV AAA is worth it. I don't I don't make any money from telling anyone this, um, but the RV AAA is worth the extra money because they'll tow your RV, and Lola knows the details better than me. But they'll tow that RV a few hundred miles if they have to. So yeah, yeah, could be worth it. Um, yeah. I, I hopefully hopefully we covered that. Uh, Jay Diamond says Bass Pro Shop even has dump stations. Yep, yeah, uh, Bass Pro Shops, good place to stop into if you need things. I like Bucky's. You can always stop in there, get gas, get food. Bucky's. Yeah, use a clean bathroom. Um, I don't. Do you know what Bucky's uh, policy is about uh, staying overnight there? I don't think there's an official policy, so far as I know. Well, there there is an official policy. Bucky's mm-hmm. does not allow mm-hmm. RVs to park overnight. Okay, but there's a but. Though. Uh, uh-huh. I've been to a couple of Bucky's, and I've just asked them if they would let people spend the night there. And I've been told at a couple of Bucky locations that if you are tired and you want to spend the night there. As long as you are gone, I think the guy said like by six or seven in the morning, and, and you park out in the out in the field, you know, like the out not up close but kind of away from the store. That I found a couple that will let you stay there, but their official policy is no overnight parking. Mm-hmm. But they will bend that rule sometimes. I've discovered. Yeah. yeah once again, and, you uh, want to be respectful. Ask. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Because uh, you, you don't like getting that knock on the door at three o'clock in the morning, and uh, I've had that knock on the door at 
a place where I should not have had that knock on the door. And I had it twice, but it's just kind of weird. Uh, but if you if you're in a Bucky, I'll tell you about that. That's a funny story. But if you go to a Bucky's, um, they usually have a good price on fuel, and they have very clean restrooms. I mean, their restrooms are amazing, and uh, anything you can imagine drink wise, they have. So you can get some nice food, some drink, barbecue, jerky. Uh, we we love going to Bucky's. They're oh, very yeah. good. Yeah, but, Bucky's um, keeps me fat, man. When I'm on the road, oh, Bucky's yeah. keeps me fat. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, the knock on the door story, we were, there's a rest area on I-10. It's about a mile east inside of Mississippi from Louisiana. It's near Stennis Space Center. It's on the south side of uh, I-10. And they have a really nice um, rest area there with room for RVs and stuff. And we went there one day and... Uh, I parked where the RVs are supposed to park, and there was a lot of trucks where the trucks park. And I guess about you know two o'clock in the morning or so, guy knocked on my door, and he wanted me to move so they could put an eighteen uh, wheeler where I was parked. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of kind of weird, but mm-hmm. you know I was in the RV section. And then uh, about a month or two months later, we were passing through there and we stopped at the same place. And I said, okay, I'll just, I'll just do this, right? I'll park over where the guy told me to park originally. So I parked over there, and I got a guy knocking on my door. He says, uh, you know, you're facing the wrong direction in the parking lot. I thought, well, I, said, I know. I said, I said, he said, well, you know, you, you got to be careful. You don't go out on the interstate in the wrong direction. I said, I'm not that stupid, man. I'm just parked over here because it's the way you want me to park. Right, but, uh, right. So, but it's, it's it, there's always places you can find a place to park. But um, the guy was also mentioning about the um, uh, Bass Pro Shops. Uh, usually the Cabela's had a dump station. And all they really asked for is that when you go to the uh, Cabela's to uh, spend some money there. And they'll give you a code because usually their dump stations are locked. And they'll give you like a little digital code you can put in to open the, the cap up. So, uh, But not all Cabela's let you stay there. Some of them... Uh, don't allow it. It just depends on the uh, individual location. Yeah. But um, we uh, we actually stayed at a Cabela's a long time ago at a, in Kearney, Nebraska. I think it was like the original uh, Cabela's. It was a very old one anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a nice, quiet place. But yeah, Cabela's are really good too. And you yeah. go in there and you can buy some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, and while we're all, and, and by the way, everyone feel free to share tips out there. One of the places that you can often stay with an RV is in uh, around casinos. So especially Vegas, mm-hmm. for example, you could do it, but you but you do want to check yeah. with, with those yeah. casinos. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot yeah. of security. They're not going to miss anything. Um, just casinos, be aware of that. Yeah, casinos are great. Yeah, yeah we love going to casinos. There's one in uh, Atmore, Alabama. And they have a paid campground, but they also have like a free camp camping area where like there's spots that are set aside for RVs. But the, the beauty of going to a casino is that if there are small independent casinos, you can go in and ask them if they have uh, any bonuses for like new members. And you can join up and they'll give you sometimes five, ten dollars free play. And um, so uh, many times we've turned that free play into money. We went to one casino. They gave me, uh, I think it was $20 free play, mm-hmm. and they had a free dump station. They let us spend the night. We uh, ate, we had a nice senior meal at their buffet for like $6 a person, 
and I turned that free play into a hundred dollars when I oh, left. Oh wow, you made out. <laughs> yeah. So, I bet you when um, you got that hundred bucks, you're like, mm, I'm not gonna, I'm yeah. gonna take this and run. <laughs> yeah. When when you're on a slot machine and it pays out, you go, oh, pocket that money. Get out. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, but we love going to casinos, especially um, the smaller casinos, because they're the big ones. You know, like the Harris and all that. They're they don't have the free play because mm-hmm. they're all linked. But um, always ask to see if you can spend the night there. Uh, sometimes they want you to register uh, as a with the security, mm-hmm. so they'll know. Uh, there's a uh, on the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. There's a casino in Christmas, and they actually have free hookups. So uh, they're they're usually taken, but there's free hookups at that casino. So you'll find that some places they actually do have uh, hookups and stuff for free. Sometimes they have paid campgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Route 66 Casino. Uh, we like to stay there in uh, Albert, Albuquerque, I guess it is. Uh, yeah, I think it's Albuquerque. And uh, they have a big campground. There's a beautiful campground, but we also will park out front and free. But we just you know, ask them if it's okay first. Always ask. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, there's a lot of places with dump stations, um, especially on the West Coast. I've noticed that there are bigger gas stations or busier gas stations that um, know they're dealing with a lot of RVs that do have dump stations. And mm-hmm. uh, Lola and I have done that from time to time. Some of those gar- gas stations have been sketchy, uh, <laughs> but but you do just, just make sure you're paying attention to what's going on around you um, when you're doing all of that kind of stuff. And when it comes to like, if you're really tired, I would say this, if you're really, really tired, it's better for you to get off the road than, than to uh, cause an accident and hurt yourself or hurt other people. Mm-hmm. So it's better for you to get off that road, even if what you're doing is a little bit questionable um, and someone winds up knocking on the door, that's fine. <laughs> get off yeah, that road. Yeah. Don't don't drive in that state um, because you're taking no. your life and other people that you don't know that have families, you're taking their lives in your hands. So don't do it. Yeah, and each state has different rules, like at their rest areas. Um, for example, Texas, if, if it's a rest area on the side, they would rather you spend the night there and sleep than be you know, driving on the, their, their roads tired. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to just check on, get on the internet and check uh, the rules. Uh, sometimes they say no camping, but camping is not the same as parking overnight. Camping is putting out uh, chairs and a grill and, and making yourself at home. Yeah, moving Whereas, in. <laughs> yeah, but if you're just pull over and you – Sometimes they have rules you can stay four hours or six hours, but it's always worth just taking a look, get on the internet, and see what the, the rules are for the state you're in at rest areas. Yeah. Because we spend a lot of a lot of nights in rest areas, especially Texas. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, there's some really good rest areas. I've come across rest areas that have everything. They have dumping. They've got mm-hmm. everything. Uh, dumping. I've seen uh, rest areas with gas stations, obviously, uh, all that. You can, you, know, you can do a lot of good things there. Um, Vanessa Kitty says, "I use the Firestone places if I can find them when traveling, which is which is also good. And like I, I think it was was it Rodell that told me um, Typhoon Adobo. He said to me, uh, you know, like he'll buy his tires from let's say Firestone, a chain that's across the country, and then that way when you have problems with the tires, you can go to those places around the country." And they'll fix your tires because it's part of the plan when you bought tires. So they'll fix them, right. replace them, all that. So that you know, that's an idea. The, the way you can save yeah. some money. 
Um, and then mm -hmm. Vanessa Kitty also says, which I think we're going to talk about here, but this is a good way to segue into it a little bit before we run out of time. Military auto hobby, if you are military retired, helps. Uh, I'm not sure what auto hobby is, but there are places as a uh, retired military that you can camp as well. But Gardner, you're a veteran, so you can speak on this mm -hmm. a little bit, right? Yeah, we, we stay at a lot of military campgrounds. Uh, typically, they're a little bit competitive. You know, they're cheaper on the rate. Uh, but for us, the best thing is they're usually on a base, so you're more secure, but they have access to a commissary exchange, a barbershop, so I can get my hair cut, uh, different <laughs> things like that. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they do have a like a um, an auto shop where you can actually work on your cars. I've never used one of those. Uh, back when I was active duty, I did, but as a retired, I've, I've never used their, their shops. But they do have like uh, places on some of the bases where they have lifts and um, pools that you can use and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. so that is handy. But yeah, uh, yeah we, we like we like military bases. They're uh, yeah they're uh, pretty nice. It's a great, great way to stay if you're in the military or veteran. Um, mm -hmm. There's lots of folks in the military that do that. There's some really cool places. And, I, and I'm pretty sure you've done several videos on this on your channel because I saw the one where you were staying close to um, NASA, I think. Yes, yes. That was, uh, um, uh, they call it CARS, K-A-R-S. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a, a campground park area for NASA employees, I believe. But it's open to military, and we actually spent uh, a night there because there was supposed to be a, a, a SpaceX launch, but it didn't happen. And I said, well, "Can I see another night?" And they said, "Okay," and yeah. it didn't happen. And I got another night, and I think <laughs> on the fourth night that we finally saw the we're, rocket. Take we're off. coming right back. Lola and I are now official brand ambassadors for Coachman Class B. So I wanted to take a moment to tell you guys why we, as Vanasaurs, like it says on our T-shirt, are very excited about our partnership with Coachman Class B. First off, Coachman RVs has been a leader to the great outdoors since 1964. So next is the fact that Coachman really cares about you as an owner, whether you bought new or used, after you buy your van, they really take care of you. With Coachman Class B, you have all the options. Coachman builds on all three van platforms. On the Mercedes Sprinter, it's the Coachman Galleria. The Ford Transit is the Coachman Beyond. And Ram Promaster is the Coachman Nova. Lastly, best value for money. We've had our van for two years, and Coachman builds to the highest standards of quality and craftsmanship. You can't go wrong with a Coachman Class B. So if you're interested, check out the link in our description and find the Coachman van that's best for you. All right, so we're back. Time is moving so fast. <laughs> um, and if anyone has any other questions, we'll definitely get to it here. I did want to say something. Um, just looking at that video there, uh, the uh, the ad would, that we just ran for Coachman, we're, we're brand ambassadors officially for them. Uh, some of that footage came from Nick Recchio showing, you know, like us talking about how you changed that tire and all that. And one of the things that reminded me of, if you buy, you know, even if you don't buy a Coachman van, whoever you bought the van from, if you run into trouble mechanically while you're out there traveling, you can actually contact them and they should try to help you out. I know Coachman for sure 
does that. So if you run into a problem, you can contact them and they'll and, and you'll say, hey, I'm in, uh, I don't know, you're in Arizona and they'll try to find a place in Arizona or the place you bought the van from. So in the case of Sunshine State RV or any other dealer that's out there, get in touch with them. They might help you actually uh, sort out your, your issues that you have, even though you're not where they are. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk yeah. about that, Gardner. Yeah, uh, it's that is one advantage that we've really enjoyed with the uh, coaching is the fact that we did have a couple little small issues and um, being able to call and actually talk to somebody about the problem is really a very helpful thing. But um, like, luckily for us, we really haven't had many issues with our our beyond. I mean. Uh, my road trek had a lot of issues. Uh, my pleasure way had issues, mm-hmm. but the um, the coach has been great. Um, I, in fact, when I traded in my uh, pleasure way, I, I traded in with the bed broke because the the couch yeah. it, it only like it only laid down like halfway, so mm-hmm. it, it it was stuck, and that's how and that's how I traded it in. Mm-hmm. But uh, they fixed it, but I was just sick of it. But um, the coaching's been wonderful for us. And, That's uh, interesting. I think Pleasure Way, out of all the manufacturers in the Class B world, have a very good um, reputation. But anything will break. Anything will break. Out there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but and and when you run into this issue, I think you know, especially because look, there's guys out there. I see. By the way, shout out to our friend Russ, Russ Johnson. There's dudes out there who will fix... (laughs) Russ is one of these dudes. There's dudes who will fix their own problems. And I respect that. I respect that the most. Uh, I'm striving in my life to be that guy who's self-sufficient and self-reliant that you can fix everything. But some people think, you know, I can't do this because I don't have that mechanical uh, ability, that handy ability to fix things. There are people out here who will help you uh, when you Mm -hmm. run into that stuff. So... Yeah. um, And... and Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, and typically it's, it's a Ford. So for us, or you, if you have a Dodge, you know, a Ram, um, there there are many places that work on those things. Um, yeah. Maybe the Sprinter is a little bit more difficult, but typically if you drive a Ford or a, a Ram, there's a lot of people out there that they can work on them. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of dealerships. Uh, and look, even for the Mercedes, there's dealerships. You just mm-hmm. you're gonna need to do a little bit more legwork with the sprinters to to find someone to take care of you. There are specific sprinter dealers that just deal with the vans, and you might get lucky. But once again, regardless of what, like, just buy what you like. You know, I'm not trying to push everyone to buy a Ford. The Ford is the best. Uh, <laughs> it is the best out there. Sorry to tell you that, um, but you know, with Mercedes, if you run into issues, just try to use the resources that you have. Dealership you bought it from, the place that built it, they should be able to help you. Um, Lola says, "Is there a good app for overnight parking and dump locations? What's what's the what do you find is the best app for that?" Um, you know, it's kind of funny because I've never really had much luck on dumps, but if you just go to Google Maps. And you type RV dump. Sometimes you'll mm-hmm. it'll work out. But um, mm-hmm. I've had the best luck finding dump stations with RV um, with uh, Google Maps. Yeah, but RV RV uh, Parky uh, has that too, but it's not always accurate necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, kind of a trick I learned if you're if you really need to dump and you haven't been able to find a free dump anywhere, and uh, uh, lots of times places like uh, 
uh, the city might have a uh, sewage treatment plant you can dump at. Those we've done that before. But uh, if you really get desperate and you need a place to dump, call a local campground and ask them if you can just dump at their dump uh, dump station. And uh, we've we've done that before and paid like five dollars. They'll charge. Mm-hmm. I've had some that say, "I'll just go ahead and dump for free." Mm-hmm. But usually it's yeah, five, five or ten, some, five or ten bucks. Yeah. yeah. And if if they can't help you, you just call another campground. And uh, typically, if we, if we're really in a spot where we just have to do a, a te- you know to dump the tanks, we'll we'll do that. But um, I've had pretty good luck at just finding campgrounds to do it at. So yeah, and there's that's set up for it. Excellent point. Lola and I have done that very often. If you look it up, most of them have that listed on their website, or like you said, you can call them up because you know they're making a little bit of extra money and or. You come in there and you go, oh, this is a really nice place. Maybe we'll stay here yeah. next time when we're going through. So it's good advertising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah, that's that's a simple way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, if you know friends in the area, I always, uh, you know, <laughs> I always, if I'm going through an area now, I think, hmm, who do I know over here? And not necessarily that you could go dump at your friend's place. Some places you can. But they might also know that information. I ran into that one time, and a friend of mine was like, oh, there's a place here. It's one of the biggest places that sells RVs and RV parts and stuff. And you can actually go there and dump. So um, I think Camping World uh, has something like that. But there, this place, this, oh man, I can't remember the name of it now. Maybe Lola will remember if she's here. And we actually, when we go through that area now, we always go to that place. And they sell, you can just go, it's like a huge, it's like a Costco for RV parts. But I just can't remember. Uh, yeah. Maybe, um, I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But as far as Camping World goes, um, a lot of people hate Camping World. A lot of people love Camping World. I personally, I, I enjoy going to Camping Worlds. But if you're a good SAM member uh, and you pay like, I don't know, 20 bucks a year or something. I can't remember what it is, but a lot of the uh, camping worlds have a dump station. If you say, I'm a good SAM member, can I use your dump station? A lot of times they, they say, okay, it's part of their perks that you have. Sometimes uh, they'll say the dump station's broke or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but I do have one huge rule about dump stations and getting water. Okay. And I used to, in the old days, I would say, well, I'll just... I'll, I'll go to a dump station and I'll dump and then I'll fill up with water uh, at, at one place. But my rule is if I have to dump, if I can't get fresh water, I will dump anyway. If it's a, if they say, well, we don't have fresh water, just go ahead and dump. And if you need fresh water but you, you don't need to dump and you see a place where you can get fresh water, fill your tank up because a lot of times they you can't do it together. You know, yeah. you can get fresh water. Or you can dump, but you can't do them both at the same place. So, um, and you might not and, get that opportunity to dump again for a while. And if you skip on it, then yeah, you'll or you might not get fresh water for a while too. Yeah. So, yeah. and and uh, that's my my rule. And I I broke it one time, and I and I regretted it because I had no fresh water for a while until yeah. we um, found a place. But yeah, it's, so it's, it's it's always out there. Yeah, it seems difficult. It's not really difficult. I think the biggest reason we're talking about this, like before I started doing this, that I panicked over that. And I think yeah. sometimes I still do. I'm like, oh, how am I going to do this? There are ways and you can do it. And you're not the, always keep this in mind. You're not the first person. <laughs> yeah. You know, you we, won't be the last. 
Mm-hmm. We were needing water one time. We were out. God, I don't, I don't know what state it was. I'm bad about remembering places. Mm-hmm. But we were driving past, and there was a, a Honda car dealership. And I noticed a guy was out there with the hose. And I said, hey, let's go ask and see if we get some water from right. So we drove up to their service bay, and Deb mm-hmm. says, hey, we own a Honda. Can we get some free water from you? <laughs> Yeah. We, we filled our water tank at a Honda dealership. If you have a wife, or you are you are a woman, um, that's you know some people, some some folks out there are nicer to the ladies than they are to the dudes. I've noticed that. If Lola asks a thing, usually people are like, oh, we'll help you out. Yeah. So that's a benefit. It's a benefit. Um, yeah. If you if you're out there as a dude by yourself, you know it might might not be so much, but. Uh, but still, if you're nice and and you're pleasant and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. most human beings want to help you. So yeah, you know, just ask. Uh, Russ yeah. Johnson says, Hank, have you ever um, have you ever pulled out your tire changing tools? So the my answer to that is yes. I and I, there's a video out there. If folks don't know how to do this, I have a video. It's the video I did with Nick Recchio where we showed you where are those tools. In the in the transit in the Ford Transit, it's right under the passenger seat, for most of them, and there's a special way it goes back in. We show that. Gardner, have you ever done it? No, I um I usually carry a a, um, a spanner wrench with me and um, a torque wrench and stuff like that, and an air compressor. Mm-hmm. I've never used the uh, Ford tools, but um, it's good to always to make sure that you have a wrench that fits your lug nuts too because sometimes they don't work so uh if you haven't done it yet you might want to check but i, I carry a four lug wrench so uh, mm-hmm. i have one i have one that works but i've heard some people say that their uh aftermarket lug nuts don't work in the ford wrench so it's uh, something to check that is that is something that is very true you do need to check on that especially if you yeah if you if you change your wheels themselves and you don't reuse those lug nuts and you have something or they might be a lock or something mm-hmm. like that on them and you're going to need um, to have that lock so uh, let's get a comment in here Jay Diamond says when we lived in Alaska we always dumped at our local RV dealer so mm-hmm. there you go um, you know that's uh, you know I think that's probably a, that's probably like a, a top tip there right look up RV dealers and, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of them do that. Yeah, a lot of them will let you, let you do it there. Now, some of them say, "Oh, if you didn't buy it here or whatever," but you know, it's worth yeah. it's worth a shot. Because if they're tr- if you're trying to sell something, if you're an RV dealership out there and you're going to say no to the people who didn't buy at your RV dealership, then they probably will never buy. <laughs> but if you're nice yeah. to them, you know, they they may go, "Oh, okay, yeah, no problem." So, you know, look into that one, see what happens. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's get a comment from Ramon Toro. Says hello, everyone from Puerto Rico. Just entering to see what's happening. Thanks for coming in here. Smash the thumbs ups while you're coming in here. We uh, we always appreciate that. And if you guys um, are, are finding this stuff from from Gardner Camping Coasty useful, he's got a lot of useful tips and ideas, and even places that you guys can travel on his YouTube channel, uh, Camping Coasty. And I encourage you to go check it out. Uh, and subscribe to him over there. Dan Archer says, um, uh, "Ever have a security problem when on the road?" So 
that that's a little broad security problems uh, I'm assuming that covers like danger or you know feeling like someone might be trying to either you know do something to you or whatever I'm th I think it probably encompasses all of that yeah. what, do you, what do you say to that Gardner security issues on the road I've never felt threatened at all um, on the road um, I'm a big guy. I got I got Spike. You know, people that know Spike, he's a 26 pound <laughs> oh, yeah. dog, but he's he's very uh, vocal and very he makes a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah, and he looks yeah. very ferocious. You know, mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. I, I've never really been threatened. But my main thing is that um, I did law enforcement for 13 years, and if I recognize a place as not being a safe looking place, if I get a you know the old hair on your neck thing where if you think this is not a good place to be, then don't go there. Um, I usually avoid um, big cities. I don't like to go into big cities and park just uh, just for safety reasons. But out yeah. west or in small towns, uh, most places, I've never really felt threatened. But um, it, it's, it's, it's really, if, if you feel comfortable, you're good. If you feel that that little weird thing is like, oh, I don't like this area, don't stay there. It's, it's uh, simple. And that's the beauty of a, of a Class B is you can just drive off. You don't even have to go out. Like if, you're, if I'm in my camper, I have to go outside. It might be pouring rain or whatever. But in the van, you just get up and you walk to the front, and sit down, and you drive, and you're gone. And uh, it's simple. So yeah. it's, that's, it's never been an issue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think my answer to that question would be very similar to Gardner. You know, um, I've put 55,000 miles on this van traveling around the country, and I've never been in a situation where I was worried about my uh, safety and security. I think for the most part, folks out there are, you know, there's a lot of good people in America. There's some bad people. I think, uh, as Gardner said, you do want to mitigate your risk. And I think that's the number one part of uh, security. You, one, don't want to look like a victim or you don't want to act like one either. So if you're aware of what's going on around you, that'll, that'll help keep you safe. You mentioned it, I think, before we started that it's always good to be, you might have said it while we're doing this too, it's always good to be where other um, RVs are, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know. The safety in numbers. Yeah, safety in numbers. Um, so that's one thing th that I would that uh, I would point out to people. But you should always be aware. Typically in life, um, you know, so, some people might know this if they look at me and doing other things on YouTube. You know, I'm I'm a Second Amendment advocate. I was never in law enforcement or the military like Gardner. But I I think from just you know being in the you know Second Amendment community being a gun guy that I am, you, you realize when you're training and doing all these different things, you need to be aware. And typically folks out there who want to hurt other people, they are opportunistic. They're looking for the people who are not aware. They're looking for an easy victim versus someone who's aware, conscious of what's going on. So in all of this, there's safety in numbers. You don't want to stay someplace that you don't feel safe or doesn't you know like if there's no lights out there and you're in the middle of nowhere you know and someone yeah. who really wants to do something bad and you're there they go oh these people are easy are an easy target and that's typically the way of avoiding trouble don't get into it in the first place i think yeah just avoid if you if, like I said, if it feels weird leave mm -hmm. and uh, that, that solves a lot of problems mm -hmm. but uh you know if you, if you pull into a parking lot at a walmart or something you see a 
bunch of people just hanging around, just drinking and stuff, you know, eh, just leave and uh, you'll be a lot happier. Yeah, go down the road. You know, at some point here, I don't know if that this is, um, I don't know if Dan was alluding to this or not, but at some point down the road, I think I'll do a video or we'll do a podcast about security when it comes to firearms and stuff like that. We'll, we'll cover that. But I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> And when I yeah. do that, when I do that, I definitely would like to have some lawyers involved in that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> if it makes, if um, that makes any sense. Let me see. My, my camera is, there we go. It's a, yeah, I would like to have some lawyers because as you're traveling around the country, rules and stuff like that when it comes to self-defense are very different. And you do want to yeah. be aware of, uh, of what's going on as you travel around the country. Yeah, there's federal laws, there's state laws, then you get local laws, uh, and what might be legal in the state might be illegal in that county or in that city, you know, mm -hmm. so um, when it comes to self-defense, uh, I hate to say it, but the, the best self-defense is to leave. I mean, that's, yep. you know, if you can, if you you're can get out of You're 100% right, yes. Yeah. And, you're 100% uh, right, Gardner, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with retreating. You know, it's. Mm -hmm. I would rather retreat than have to go to court. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, mm -hmm. that's yeah. just, that's just me. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes a hundred percent sense. Um, you know, like I said, I will have um, I will have someone come on and talk a little bit more about this. Like you know, every every place has different rules, and I think typically you have to realize in an RV that it is considered your home. So you you know if Sometimes. you really yes. Sometimes some places don't consider it that all of that kind of stuff ultimately stay out of trouble if you get into trouble do the best that you can do to survive yeah. that's that I, I, forget, I, forget, I forget where it is but there's one state that an RV is considered your residence if you're plugged in to a power pole mm. if you're not plugged in then it's just a vehicle so yeah yeah, you know, it's just every state, every county, they all have different rules and laws. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the best thing you said is, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're not even aware of why you woke up in the middle of the night, but you feel weird, get out of there. Um, ask yeah. Lola when I when I have the heebie-jeebies, I get moving. <laughs> She's like, "What are you doing? I'm out of here." <laughs> You know, yeah. if I if I had like a nightmare or it, sometimes your brain is telling you things that you don't know why it's telling you stuff, right? So yeah. You, but you should still act. You know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just sometimes your your best thing to listen to is that little secret voice in your head. So you know, just yeah, admit it that it's there and listen to it sometimes. Yeah, and better so. to better to have your wife think you're crazy. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay, listen, we are we're coming up on the a break here, and actually, I think what we're gonna do is because uh, we're we're uh, we've gone past the hour here, so what we're gonna do is probably take some time to um, to wrap this up. You know, let's let's do that. It's been fun. An hour went fast. So yeah, if uh, no one has any other questions, uh, and if you do have a question, you can you can hit us up here and we'll do it. What I usually do at this because this has been fun, man. Whenever, whenever Gardner and I talk, we could do this for probably like five, six hours. Um, yeah. you know, Easy. 
Yeah, very, very, very easy. So, what, but what I do want to do, Gardner, is give you a chance to let all the, the folks out there know if they want to like communicate with you somehow, follow you, um, support mm-hmm. you, etc. How do they do that? Uh, yeah, I, well, my uh, YouTube channel is Camping Coasty, and I have a uh, uh, oops, dog down here, son's dog. I also have uh, my um, Instagram channel is Camping underscore Coasty, so you can always check out that. But um, just send me a message. I try to reply to every message on uh, YouTube. So if you got any questions, the easiest way to do is just uh, just leave a, a message on one of my uh, videos, and I'll get back to you. And um, I offer, you know, I offer to help anybody. So if you got any problems or any questions, if it's something I can help you with, you know, I'm glad to help you. So just leave me a note. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time, as well as Deb, and of course Spike for for being security um, during the yeah. show. We we appreciate him. Jay Diamond says, uh, "Great show, gentlemen. Thank you very much. You guys are welcome." I know we haven't put up uh, a show here in a while. I apologize for that. You know, it's kind of tough uh, getting everyone's schedule, like getting schedules to line up and all that. So I think Lola does have a few of these planned. We're also um, going to be getting on the road here and going out and seeing a few things. But we're going we're gonna to keep this going. This actually is a lot of fun to do, very informative. If you guys have uh, questions, leave them here. Um, if you've got specific things for Gardner, um, I'm sure he'll check in and get to those. So thanks very much. If you want to support us, you can get the Vanasaur shirts right here in the channel. Right under there, you'll see t-shirts, all that kind of good stuff. You can uh, go down there and get those shirts. We've got new stuff. You can uh, support us there. That being said, thanks very much. Gardner, you stay right there. I'm going to end everything. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.